Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Where to Go. I'm James Atkinson, Brand Manager at DKI Witness. And I'm Lucy Richards, Senior Editor at DKI Witness. So today we're heading to the world's capital of country music in one of the most exciting cities in the USA, Nashville, aka Music City. Yes, that's right. Um, so the state capital of Tennessee is most famous as a home to a dazzling array of music stars um, from Johnny Cash, Patsy Cline, mm-hmm. Emily Harris to Jack White, Taylor Swift, the Black Keys, to name just a few. Um, it's home to the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Grand Ole Opry, Country Music's spiritual home, as well as an incredible number of arenas and live music venues. However, and this is something we're going to touch on in a little bit with our guest, uh, the city's creative charm extends far beyond its almost unrivaled musical heritage. It also has a well-deserved reputation as being a friendly, incredibly fun place to visit in its own right, with a vibrant and ever-growing fashion, arts and foodie scenes. It's a place where local community is celebrated and where both tradition and innovation work together in perfect harmony. Uh Pardon my pun. And in a celebration of the city, we at DK Witness are actually releasing our first ever Nashville travel guide early next year with Nashville Like a Local which is incredibly exciting um, because also I'm editing it. So it's lovely today to be here talking about Nashville. So this is a little bit of a subject close to your heart. It is. I sort of feel like I'm living, breathing the place without actually being there. And how how much do you already want to go to Nashville now before we start the episode? So desperate to go. So desperate to go. (laughs) It is so cool. And um, yeah. I know I have this famous list of places that I want to go to, but I'm not just saying that I'm very aware I sound a bit like Bruce Forsyth. I'm not just saying this. Nashville is genuinely <laughs> my favourite. <laughs> okay, well, to see if uh, she can convince Lucy <laughs> any more than she's already convinced to go to Nashville, uh, we've got a very special guest today. Um, it's Libby Calloway. So Libby's a native Tennessean and former fashion editor of the New York Post, who now runs The Callaway, um, her own agent on championing Nashville's many local businesses and designers, as well as a number of projects celebrating the city, such as The Callaway Report, which features stories of fascinating creative Nashvillians, I believe that's the word. It is, yeah. Yep. Uh, and Greetings from Nashville, which is a kind of roving pop-up con- concept, introducing the community to other cities across America. So without further ado, and prepare to hear me fangirl, welcome Libby. <laughs> Hi, Libby. <laughs> Hi, Lucy. Hi, James. Thank you so much for having me. Nice. Thank you so much for, for joining, joining us. us. Yeah, um, very, very excited to talk all things Nashville. So um, just to explain today's format, we're going to explore the past, present and future of Nashville, taking a look at what makes Music City tick, why it's such an attractive place to visit, how the city has responded to events of the past year and what travellers can expect to do when they return. For context, we're recording this in March, where although Nashville, like many American cities, has experienced a raft of restrictions to combat the impact of COVID-19, the success of the city's vaccination process means they're now set to introduce some easing of these restrictions over coming weeks, depending on whether they hit certain vaccination targets. And although international travel might not be a possibility for now, there is a growing sense of optimism that visitors may be able to return to Nashville soon. 
So in this first section, we're going to discuss Nashville outside of the context of the pandemic um, and do a deep dive into everyday life and things which make Music City so unique. So Libby, you returned to Tennessee after a very successful career as a fashion journalist in New York City. What prompted you to move back to to your your home, your place of where are you born in? Um, I'm from East Tennessee. So I am um, mm. from about three hours east of here, right above Chattanooga. So yes. I'm from Appalachia. Okay. Um, mm. The mountains. And this is like, this is the Cumberland Plateau where Nashville is. And then Memphis is like the Delta. So Tennessee is really okay. three different states. I mean, a okay. lot of people consider it that Middle East and, and um, West Tennessee. And so what was it about Nashville that kind of tempted you back from, from New York? Well, like I just, and I had a great job in New York. I was the fashion editor at the New York Post. And like, that's yeah. never anything I had my sights set on when, I mean, I'm from a small town in East Tennessee, you know, but I yeah. moved to New York in 95 and got my master's at NYU in, in journalism and started working at the Post. And I had this great job, but it just got, I, I it just didn't fulfill me anymore. You know, it was super mm. glamorous. It was Met Ball. It was fashion shows. It was Oscars. It was all that stuff. Mm. But, um, yeah. But I, whenever I came to Nashville, I felt really happy and safe. I had a lot of friends here from home. And um, I knew I wanted to move back to the South. Like I had a revelation. Mm. I was like, I want to move back to the South. I didn't want to go to Atlanta. It's just too big. Mm. Um, and none of the other cities really excited me. And I wanted to go to a media center. And mm. um, so I got a job at the Tennessean here, and, which is the, our hometown newspaper. And it has a really rich history. Like, you know, it was... Um, one of the early editors was, or the editors from last century was John Siegenthaler, who's a big um, first, you know, First Amendment advocate. And Al Gore mm -hmm. was a reporter there early on. So it has a big history. And so that was, I got a job there, but also I just wanted a different lifestyle. And I knew that Nashville had opportunities beyond journalism if I wanted to change my route. Mm. Cool, cool. So, um, uh, and I know like Nashville is obviously kind of world famous, uh, particularly as being uh, one of the sort of um, like almost home city, well, the, the, the sort of birthplace and, and natural home city of country music. But, yeah. um, but if you were um, speaking to someone who knew absolutely next to nothing about Nashville, <laughs> <laughs> how would you introduce it to them? Nashville is among entertainment cities in the U.S. I feel like it's kind of the third coast, you know. In fact, it gets mm. called the third coast. And that's kind of funny because it's the Cumberland River. It's, this, you know, this river that we, we say is the coast. But um, the entertainment industry, having been, you know, growing here since the 1950s, really changed things. Like, this is a really pretty genteel southern town of debutantes and magnolias and you know, horse racing and everything. But um, the the music industry landing here and really like booming in the 60s and 70s when TV took over and it, you know, people got mm. to see what what Dolly Parton and Porter yeah. Wagner looked like really changed <laughs> everything. And people got this new perspective on what Nashville is. Mm. And so there's always this, I see it as this really kind of interesting tension between Music Row, which is where, which is the home of the entertainment industry, country <laughs> music industry, and then West Nashville, which is Bell Mead. It's the very, you know, it's where the big mm. homes are and the boulevards and sure. like never the twain shall meet in a way. <laughs> Although there has yeah. been crossover, most notably Minnie Pearl, who was a famous, she was a famous country personality and she was actually this very, you know, established um, patrician woman from West Nashville, but she played a hick on WSMV on, on the Grand Ole Opry. So mm. there are these overlaps. It's really an interesting city in that way. It's the damnedest people show up here. I mean, it's really <laughs> weird. I mean, seriously, just like name a random pop star and they live here. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> so it is genuinely musical then because oh, we, yeah. we know it's music city and that is it is actually a city of musicians oh yes and every oh, other yes, yes, yes. bar or, or venue is sort of and is it all country music or is it no you know, and that's i one of my best mm. friends when i first moved here you know like i knew all these rock musicians those were all my friends yeah. And yeah. um, this is even before Jack White moved here and like the Kings of Leon started. This is like the late yeah. 90s yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. that I had all these musician friends who were here. And Laura was like, 
um, country is the PR, rock is the reality. And in a way, that's true. It's like the yeah. some of the really interesting, I think, you know, things that are happening in the recording industry are coming out of here. Yeah. Mm. There's a reason that people decide to record in Nashville, and it's because of the wealth. Yes. I mean, whatever genre they are, it's because of the wealth of talent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is everywhere. And I've got so many friends. I know we're going to talk about how COVID has affected Nashville mm-hmm. later, but like, you know, so many friends who are who are touring musicians. Yeah. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. And so their lives have been absolutely disrupted by this. Of course. But they're the best out there, you know, so they're doing, not only are they touring with their bands that might be here, but they're touring with bands out of LA and out of Europe and like, Mm. you know, going on international tours. So it's like, it is a total working industry Mm. here and it permeates every part of the the grid, I think. Mm. Wow. Um, But yes, rock. rock. (laughs) Yes, rock is like, we have Kings of Leon and I have this theory about like culture changing really not long after I moved here, I moved here in 2004 and in 2006, Jack White moved yeah. here. And for anybody who doesn't, I found out my assistant does not know who Jack White is what? after I was like talking about him, like everybody knew who he was. She's very young. But, um, <laughs> but I was like, okay, Jack of the, you know, of the, um, of the White Stripes mm-hmm. who moved here in 2006 and opened Third Man Records. Mm-hmm. And they started bringing in really interesting you know, rock acts, but also doing something that I just like cannot give him enough credit for, which is collaborating mm-hmm. with other parts of the music industry. So he was working with bluegrass legends mm. and, you know, bring comedians in and like bringing, you know, pop stars and like really not being a snob about, um, about music. And I think that's really one of the most beautiful things about it here is like everybody works together. It's just like, it's just about making art. It doesn't, the genre really doesn't matter. we're working on a Nashville book at the moment and it sounds to me like it's a very down-to-earth city and that community it's a very warm city and kind of community is at its heart is that fair 100 percent I think that and this is so I have a communications company Mm -hmm. PR marketing and you know I have work with a lot of brands that come in from New York and LA and want to establish themselves here and want to integrate Mm. and they come in kind of puffing out their chests and peacocking a little bit because they're from the coast yeah. Yeah. and, um, <laughs> you know, wanting to, and it's, the, I'm like, Oh God, you got it. You got to temper that. It's the first, that's the, that's the easiest way to turn a Nashville yeah. off because they're really, people really are nice yeah. and really do want to collaborate and absolutely want to support each other. The support here is out of control. Great. Cross genre. You know, you've got chefs collaborating with musicians mm. and dancers collaborating with designers and, you know, all the arts just really meld and everybody is like on each other's team. So, yeah, that's the thing I, I tell people. I'm like, yeah, they want to bake you a cake and they're not going to put a shiv in the middle of it. You know, it's <laughs> like there's actually going to be there's going to be. Um, yeah, you're not going to get poisoned. It's like you're we really are like trying to roll out the red carpet and make people feel comfortable when they're here. Fantastic. And um, I was actually going to touch on some of those other kind of disciplines aside from music, because obviously music is what Nashville kind of comes first in people's minds almost when you think of Nashville but there's really thriving you know obviously with your company you work with all of them but there's really thriving kind of like fashion arts foodie scenes there um can you tell us a little bit about uh about those and and kind of what's happened to Nashville in the last 10 20 years and and how uh you know new voices and new people have kind of started to make a difference there so this really is my favorite question to answer because I think I've gotten a front row seat to it. You know, I left New York mm-hmm. because I wanted to to kind of get away from all that. Mm-hmm. But um, and my friends were telling me I committed career suicide that like, you know, I was I was I was almost like I was retiring at 34. <laughs> so I come down here and little do I know that the city is about to blow up in a super significant way, mm-hmm. probably not seen since in the, in the last 40 years. Um, and I'll only say the last 40 years because of the country music industry being, you know, yeah. really blowing up when TV started promoting it. But um, 
When I got here, like I said, two years later, Jack White lands and opens Third Man Records. Mm-hmm. The Kings of Leon were already there. I, I think rock and roll really that that this new era of rock and roll changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Keys moved down from Akron and landed here, so you have these three big Grammy winning, you know, um, acts mm. that are here now, and people are thinking about Nashville. As like, why are they moving there? I'm so curious about this. And about the same time, my old employers, Imogene and Willie, who are a denim company, mm-hmm. um, s- moved here and opened shop. And they were making jeans in their 1930s gas station cool. and also having these beautiful events in their backyard that Ooh. were community events. Anybody cool. could come. And like, you know, Dan Arbach would come and from the um, Black Keys would come and play a solo set. Um uh, um, the civil wars would pop up. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. Mm. And everybody knew Imogene and Willie to be like this little cultural center, but because they had this identity that was not just in fashion, it started to really, you know, become a center. So they were, they were not just working with, they were not just selling jeans. I think like also there was an interest in art that started to take hold and everybody just started it started multiplying because i think when people start looking at a city for one thing they start digging around you Mm -hmm. know when there's this new rebirth so people started i think the music industry really started people's renewed interest in what was happening in nashville culturally i also think around that time there was a move people were kind of sick of what was happening in New York and LA. Mm. Yeah. You know, they wanted to know what was happening in these tertiary cities or secondary cities. I wouldn't call Nashville a tertiary city, mm. but um, you know, they were interested in what was happening in Portland, Oregon and Austin, Texas sure. and Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. So, because it seemed more authentic and it is yeah. in a lot of ways, Yeah. you know, in terms of where new culture is being born. So, um, yeah, I think that, like, it just was kind of this perfect storm. And also the press, outside press, really helped us. When the New York Times called Nashville its city, and that changed everything. Mm. GQ did this multi-spread, you know, um, shoot. It was like a 12-page shoot or something. But it not only had musicians, and, like, Marty Seward, an old-school musician, was in there, but also the Wigs, who are, you Mm. know, a band out of Athens, Georgia, that came here. It also had um, architects and chefs and small makers and the Imogene and Willie team. And like it really expanded and thought about the culture in terms of not just like this one track mind of, you know, country. It's not all about country. So cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I find that kind of the idea of old versus new as well, like of, of kind of a new scene exploding and that kind of. Yeah how different that is to the the scene from the 60s that kind of erupted back then and how the two of them kind of, you talk about it being a friendly place, but everything sounds like it's quite harmonious, really, that it's still quite supportive. It is, but, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like there's still a very, like I live in East Nashville, which, mm. you know, if you know LA, this is like the Silver Lake of Nashville or the East Village of Nashville. Yeah, um, It's where all the creative people live. It's really, I was living in West Nashville, which like I said, is a little bit more conservative when I first moved here and I realized that, wow, nobody else here is a freelancer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> to move to East. But um, there still is this void. You know, there's still, like, I, I kind of consider it my mission to bridge these two communities because mm. there's so much happening in Nashville culturally, and that includes, you know, music, but also the design scene, mm. the, um, uh, the fashion scene, but also the interior design scene mm. that West Nashville would love, but they just don't know about it. So I'm really passionate about trying to make sure that it's a community endeavor in terms of education. And it's not just preaching to the choir because everybody over here already wears, you know, salvage blue jeans and, mm. um, you know, rides a freaking motorcycle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing into every cliche here. But um, there's, I, I just feel like there's so many interesting things here that like people who live in Nashville proper have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Cool. And so I try to educate. And and actually that kind of expands to visitors and guests. And have you kind of yeah. noticed um, uh, the types of like, traveler that you get visiting the city changing over time as well i mean i guess there would have been a lot of people you know turning up in in a in cowboy boots right <laughs> previously and there maybe- still are a lot of people 
know? And it's like, and, and I there's also, nothing wrong with like, that, right? That's oh like, no, 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 no. Listen, I just got a pair of new pair of cowboy boots last week, <laughs> but um, I love them. But there's it's that iconography that gets associated with the town, like you know, it's like I am anti cowboy boot and hat being used. In any kind of way for advertising, <laughs> you know, I, I really like cringe at guitar. I, I don't know. It's like, let's think of something fresher sure. and cooler and newer. You know, it's a different, it's a modern city. Yeah. And yeah. I think that we get typecast as Hicks a lot and that's just crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's really a very bustling, modern cosmopolitan city. And a lot of that does have to do with the guests, the cut, the, the guests, the um the visitors who come mm. in yeah and there's a huge movement right now besides the people who want to come and like you know um, dance at Roberts and some of the honky tonks downtown there's a huge contingency of um, bachelorette parties yes because isn't it isn't it wow. known as Nash Vegas isn't another nickname for Nashville yes yeah. <laughs> it, it has always been Nash Vegas <laughs> I'm not going to give the bachelorettes that but um it, it, you know, they don't get they don't get to own that. <laughs> That wasn't um, the bright idea of a bachelorette one day. No, 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 no. But it's insane. I mean, like, you can be flying here from, you know, flying into Nashville from New York or L.A. or really Mm. Toronto, anywhere. Yeah. I'm always on the plane with at least two groups that I know are in for bachelor or bachelorette parties. (laughs) And usually with the bachelorettes, you can tell because they have on ridiculous T-shirts. Yeah. Hat shaped like penises, <laughs> and like you know, just <laughs> it's really bizarre. But it's turned into this cottage industry now. There are restaurants and hotels that cater to them, um, but I don't think that's the typical traveler. I think it's like I think they come and they spend a lot of money, and people are very happy to see that. So, how about you, Libby? Whether you're in your cowboy boots, your new cowboy boots, or not, how do you like to spend time in your city? What are you up to? Well. Pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Um, I, there's so much to do. I mean, like my perfect day usually starts, you know, having breakfast somewhere great in my neighborhood and having some wonderful locally roasted coffee. We've got the best Lovely. coffee makers here. Yes, such good coffee. And, you know, I'm my first thing I always tell visitors they have to do, even if they think they don't like country music, is go to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. It is so good. And it's like, it is the history of America. It has, you know, just sort of framed around country music. It's like if you saw the um, the Ken Burns documentary about country music, yeah, the, yeah. the series he did, it's like you realize that we're telling the story of the United States. It's not, and the world, but it's it's not just about music. Yeah. I love it so much. And it's so beautiful and so historic. And I always tear up in there. Um it just makes me proud to be in Nashville. Oh. But also we've got great art institutions like um, the Frist Art Museum yeah. mm-hmm. is gorgeous. It is in an old Art Deco post office that's been turned into a museum. And they mm-hmm. have a killer – actually, right before we got on, I was on my phone trying to get a reservation for um, the Picasso cool. exhibit yeah. that's going to go out next month. So it's a huge deal. We have – incredible galleries like the art scene has really blown up the last couple of years as well as hospitality Mm -hmm. like there's some terrific hotels that have opened i've been involved in a couple of them like you know big players are coming in like the four seasons and w and, and opening hotels so it's really expanded um but in terms of my perfect my perfect day or like what i like to do i i love going to restaurants like You'd, you'd think it's a weird place to eat oysters, but Henrietta Red, which is one of my favorite restaurants, has the best oyster bar. And just go like on a Saturday afternoon at 5.30 and, you know, um, my friends have cocktails and we all eat oysters and it's, it's perfect. Sounds good. So, you know, and then great music, great music. You can always find great music. It's happening like, you know, walking down the street here, you can't avoid life. Yeah, because there's, 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 a ridiculous amount of like live venues per person in, in yeah. Nashville. It's like one of the highest per capita in the world. And churches. And churches. And churches. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. The boat, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but one, it is hands. one, the inter, 
Yeah, exactly. It is one thing that I love about this city is that like there's a Greyhound station downtown and I'm dead serious. You can go down there today and see somebody getting off of a Greyhound with a guitar on their back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is it is a city of dreams. It is there's no difference between like an actor going to LA and trying to to and you hear those stories mm. all the time. Like, you know, Keith Urban, I've just, I was listening to a podcast with him recently talking about like coming here and waiting tables and, you know, having to really work his way up. Those stories are everywhere. Cool. And it's, but the talent is absolutely out of control. I, I also wanted to kind of ask about, um, uh, and you've talked about it a bit with the mountains, but the area surrounding Nashville is pretty spectacular, yep. right? You've got kind of the things like the Natchez Trace Parkway, which is actually we've got mm-hmm. a new book about cycling coming out in a couple of weeks, and there's, a, there's oh god, that's yeah, that's like terrific. Yeah, there's an amazing that. looking route kind of going through there. But um, uh, but do you get out of the city much? Are, are you able to kind of explore? Um, obviously, I am a city person, <laughs> but I still enjoy driving down the natural streets yeah. <laughs> and stopping for a hike every now and then. But I, I think that, like you know, one of my favorite road trips is going to Florence, Alabama, mm. which there's beautiful. You can drive, actually, you can drive the trace down there. Cool. Um, but Florence is where Muscle Shoals is. Okay. So. If you, that's where it's very famous for the recording studios mm-hmm. in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and still actually, but it's where a lot of the R&B groups recorded, a lot of the Southern rock, like, um, well, Aretha Franklin recorded there, the Rolling Stones recorded there, Wild Horses. Yes, yeah. Um, they, let's see, the Almond Brothers used to record there, Leonard Skinner, cool. um, really, and the Black Keys recorded Brothers there, yeah. like, it's kind of been rediscovered lately, but it's this beautiful collection of four small cities that are clustered around the river. And the Helen Keller, Keller House is there. There's the WC Handy Blues Festival happens. It's like this city that's really made up of, you know, paying homage to all these different types of music. Cool. So it's a great, it's a two hour drive. They've, they've got some great restaurants, great designers too. Uh, one of my former employers, Billy Reed, who's a Southern designer is based there. And another good friend of mine, Natalie Channon is there as well. So these are like world-class designers that are in this tiny little Sounds Alabama awesome. town. So cool. Really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So thanks for kind of introducing us to Nashville. Uh, in this next section, we're now going to quickly touch on some of the events of the past year. From the bright lights of its remarkable cities, such as Nashville, to the quaint charisma of its rural towns, to the natural majesty of its national parks, the USA truly offers everything in excess. So to help plan your own American dream, Decal Witness USA is the perfect companion. Find it in all good retailers or via the link in our episode bio. So um, Libby, kind of, um, you've touched on it a tiny bit, um, but how have you found living in Nashville during the past year? And, and we talked a bit about the musicians and stuff as well that kind of make up the community. How has the virus really kind of affected everyday life? Well, the last year has been really hard. Like it's been hard for me personally for a lot of reasons, but like it's been hard for everybody Mm -hmm. because right before the COVID, I mean, literally two weeks before we locked down for COVID, a major tornado hit my um, neighborhood. Mm. Wow. And it made international news. It was huge. It was, it was, you know, 26 people were killed. Um, Like there's still destruction in my neighborhood. There's still buildings that are leveled or haven't been cleaned up, like less than a mile away from me. Right. And um, some of my favorite places are gone. And that happened on a Monday night. You know, oh, and and we have actually today it's getting darker outside. There's tornado warnings tonight. It's really scary. We're in Tornado Alley. Oh, wow. So that happened right before COVID. So it was like this double whammy, like nobody's mm-hmm. business. Everybody was terrified. And so yeah. everything was on pause for a while. And I think like we were just waiting for the next shoe to drop. And then the protests started in um very necessary, but like the timing, of course, is you know complicates everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those uh, there was all the protests in the summer of last year. It's like everything just kept on building up, and I think for a while, for about six months, everybody really stayed quiet. 
Yeah. And everybody I knew, nobody was going out. I still have people, friends who have not gone to restaurants. Like I said, I've been a little more mm. adventurous and um, I live alone. I like, you know, don't have anybody here that I'm going to infect. So I have, I have been out and about and engaged as much as I can, but there's not much to do. Mm. I mean, like, yeah, all the venues have the, the honky dog, the bars have been open, but at a very, very limited capacity. I think there may be restaurants are now up to 75% perhaps, Okay, but bars also can stay open now until I think one. Okay. okay. Um, which just happened. So that's a big deal. And that's going to change everybody. Everybody's definitely feeling, I feel like the, the mood now is that people feel like it's going to lift soon. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's definitely this, this turn that's happened. Mm. Yeah. So it's pretty normal, to be honest with you. But like for a while, for about six months, it really felt locked down and tight. Has it been quite gradual, that optimism, but kind of building and things kind of coming, yes. coming back? online in a way. Yeah. I think winter was really hard. I'm sure it was for you guys too. Mm. Yeah. But um I feel like there was a lot of depression, a lot of um, you know, a lot of heaviness. Yeah. And I know I have friends whose businesses closed, tons of people who lost their job. I had to let my whole team go last summer. Oh. Because, you know, the kind of work I do it is largely event oriented and also I deal with um I help luxury brands that come to town find their audience. And so, you know, Gucci is one of my clients. We were supposed to do a big opening party for them last May. That didn't happen. No. You know, and like, you know, I just, the boot company I was working on where I just got my boots, like they did, um, they had a store opening last week, which was the first time I'd, it felt, it was the first time it felt normal in Mm. a year. Like, and it wasn't a big group of people that came to the store either, Yeah, but it was a very small controlled group, but, um, but it started to feel normal. I feel like people are feeling very optimistic. Good. That's that, good that, to hear. That, that is good to hear. And, um, like during this kind of weird time, like when it did go quiet, have you actually found, um, sort of any new sides to the city without like kind of, without the kind of visitors, without, the, <laughs> without, um, uh, sort of parties or anything like that? Have you, have you seen anything different to it? Yeah, I think that there's been a lot of like home entertaining that's been really fun. Mm, and yeah. um and a lot of that happens with the assistance of restaurants. Like the things that the most interesting pivots I've seen in terms of how people are handling running their businesses in the pandemic have been through the restaurants. You mm. know, restaurants here have gotten really creative like They've opened grocery stores. They're now hosting um, community-supported agriculture, CSAs, which, you know, their um, farmers are bringing produce to them and they're selling it through the restaurants. They've been doing lots of collaborations, lots of chef collaborations in the city and lots of takeout, obviously. So it's been, I've tried to support as many restaurants as I can by, you know, having people over and sitting in the backyard, but picking up food from these restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of the designers here, the way that they've had a pivot is um, they've just put a lot of emphasis on digital. Like people mm. have really dug into digital and some people have found new verticals within their existing companies that they've built out during this time. And it's been really lucrative for them. So it ha- they haven't been hit quite as hard because their audiences have actually gotten bigger. It sort of sounds like this, you know, Nashville is obviously a very creative city and the pandemic has kind of been a sort of a, a, a way to show that if these, these are how oh, these yeah. businesses are thriving, it's it sort of, I imagine many businesses have struggled, but it also seems like in some ways they thought outside the box like Nashville does. And, you know, exactly. as you say, they've got people coming, sort of giving them business. Yeah. Yeah. And great. I think it's, you know, people very much want to support, like I've got a, sign in the front yard that the Convention and Visitors Corporation gave out that says, love thy neighborhoods. Mm. Like they, the CVC is historically about, you know, the PR of the city, the outward facing PR, but mm. like they saw such a need for the city to double down on supporting local businesses that they started a whole campaign, the Love Thy Neighborhood campaign. Mm. And um, just encouraging people to really, you know, think about, Think about the local businesses that they frequent and, um, you know, 
staying local, trying not to buy, God, I buy from Amazon constantly. It's just, it's so easy. Everybody does, but like, but when I can, I like, there's a tiny little hardware store down the street and, you know, I try to go there as much as I can Yeah. instead of like ordering what I need from Amazon, just yeah. little things. Yeah. It's been nice. It's been like, we, we've all tucked in a little bit, which has been nice. Great. Speaking of being positive, um, you sort of mentioned um, before about like kind of some visitors starting to come back and, mm-hmm. um, um, but have they, uh, have people started coming to Nashville again? Has it, is, are the streets starting to feel a bit more fu- like a bit fuller? Um, yes. Fantastic. And it is like, you know, driving downtown is still it's still very light traffic and it's really nice because it's really <laughs> you know believe me it's it's a pleasant situation but it is like knowing that how much those businesses down there are hurting it's I'm glad that it's coming back I do want people to be careful and like it's yeah. hard to imagine being of careful course. when you're on the dance floor at a honky tonk but or you know or wanting to belly up to a bar but people are for the most part, being respectful, I think. Of Even that. you just saying being on the dance floor of a honky tonk there sounded <laughs> quite know, emotional right? to me. I, was like, I know, oh, I know. <laughs> but like, there's something really that. cool a... that happens in my neighborhood. It's at the American Legion, which you know is a a hmm. place where vets go and gather. You, do you no, you don't have American legions, but like some, there, there's got to be something yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah where we've vets got British gather. Legion. Yeah, yeah, British Legion. Um, there's something called Honky Tonk Tuesday where all the 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 players, the musicians who play on Lower Broadway during the week, like Tuesday's their night off. So they all go to the American Legion and play. And, mm. you know, so many people I know go in two-step and dress up. And, How wonderful. Um, and that's back. Oh, so, great. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing a broadcast, but they're also doing like a live thing. You've got to wear a mask. Sure. But you know it's it's terrific in there. It's oh. you got to go, Lucy. When you come. I will. I'm making. Okay. I'm making a note. Make a note. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So now we're going to look at what the future holds for Nashville, um, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. So Visit Music City um, have launched a Come On Back campaign, which talks about how Nashville has continued to design and write and cook and record and generally create over the past year. So Libby, what what kind of things can travellers expect when they are able to visit Nashville again? Well, I think there's just going to be a general jubilation. (laughs) You know, people are so excited to welcome people back. Yeah. Um, because that has become like tourism is, it's not our number one industry, but it's definitely up there. You know, it drives the culture of the city. And I think that people are very proud of it. Yeah. So, um, I know that like, there's one of my favorite things that's going to happen after we're able to get around without wearing masks is my friend, Sean Brock, who's a superstar chef here is opening what I think is going to be one of the most important restaurants in the world. You know, it will definitely be one of the biggest restaurant openings of next of this year if he if he gets it open this year. Fantastic. It's called Audrey, and um, oh, yeah. it's just a really forward thinking restaurant that is also a research and development um, center for Appalachian culture, cool. which is oh, cool. where I'm from. He's from the same part of the country I am, so it's really preserving these 
you know, these traditions that were born out of the mountains and um, really taking a focus on Southern culture, which really, Southern culture, there's definitely like people talk about fried chicken, people talk about grits, people talk about, you know, here, hot chicken. Yeah. Yeah. But like Sean's really looking at the way that people from the mountains preserved and grew gardens and, you know, how these strains of different beans and corn and grains were passed down through the, through the, um, through the centuries. So it's going to be a really important restaurant. I'm excited about that. There's new venues opening in my neighborhood. I mean, I've just, there's a grocery store that just opened down the street. There's definitely new retail coming in. I know there's a, there's, you know, I almost said what it was. I was like, oh, my friend Elliot will kill me if I say it out loud. <laughs> but there's, there's definitely things like it is not stopped. Yeah. yeah. It is. The growth is still here. I, I work with an architecture firm here who has 10 projects on the main street, wow. out in the main drag through my neighborhood. And that's right now. Wow. 10 projects. Wow. Yeah. So even, From even if you've been apartment before, complexes to, yeah. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be a, new t- a different city when you, which. Yeah. Yeah. It will be. And I think, you know, there's the good thing about it is the things that never change are still staying the same. Like, you know, I feel like there's still corners of the, the seat like Honky Tonk Tuesday at the American Legion. That's always going to feel the same. Oh. Um, and it'll be fun to have people back. Yeah. And yeah, I just, but I, I do feel a lot of hometown pride. Like people have really pitched in to help their neighbors here, especially, I think everybody felt very galvanized after the tornado, too. There was a lot of, mm. you know, there was already, there was a lot of movement to help your community then. And then COVID happens. And it's like, oh, God, it's even more important for us to pitch in and help each other. That's a, 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 I mean, having that kind of mindset, it really shows a place's character, right? And, it, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and kind of um, uh, thinking sort of about when people do kind of come back or those who are already coming back. But um, but what might like um, really, would you say would really surprise them on the, on their sort of first visit? Like uh, um, what might kind of uh, be quite, quite different to what they're expecting? I just think like the, all the growth that's happened, like it, it mm. looks like a physically different city. Mm. Um the skyline is different. There's still a ton of cranes out. I think that, I think that people who come here are, are very, um, and have a preconceived notion about what Nashville is based on the hat and boot thing. Yeah. You know, are, are surprised at how cosmopolitan it is, yep. are surprised at, you know, the offerings of, um, you know, when people come and they want to go to a Southern restaurant, I'm often like, oh, God. Well, there's definitely meet and threes. So we have that traditional. Yeah. And if, yeah. you do, if you don't know what a meet and three is, you guys probably have researched I, I, this. I, 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 I was going to say, I was going to try and introduce it at some point. And then you started talking about amazing gastronomy. I know, right? so <laughs> I know. It is amazing. I mean, like, so a meet and three is like a cafeteria style setup yep. where you go through and you choose one meat. Yep. And that being like fried chicken, chicken fried steak, fried catfish. <laughs> it's like not the most healthy thing. It's probably grilled chicken. There's grilled chicken there for somebody. And then quite the a three, world away from New York. So, yeah. Eh, totally. <laughs> Although they try to replicate it and they mess yeah, it up. Yeah. But um, the three and then three vegetables. So there's one meat and three vegetables. And the vegetables can be anything from green beans, you know, to mm. collard greens, to... Um, to squash casserole and fried apples and (laughs) so yeah it's really and you get lots of you know sweet tea which is a southern delicacy as well so yeah that's um i think those are still there but like there's really terrific like i said gastronomy happening and um i'm really interested to see the kind of art people have been making under this like i've got you know and i'm talking about visual arts like i know a lot of my artist friends have been really inspired but like also you know the albums that are going to get made here after of this course. because also yeah. you mentioned art earlier but i meant to say that uh, there are a couple of art crawls in nashville aren't art crawls quite a big deal I think oh yeah, yeah yeah they are this. especially in like one of the most important new neighborhoods um here is wedgwood houston yeah. it's not a new neighborhood it's been around forever but like there's it's a total gallery scene it's where the new soho house is going yes. mm. apple music is located there their headquarters is there wow 
Um, it's yeah, it's it's really really thriving, and I think it's going to be a big retail center as well. Like I've got friends who own well, Savas that I was talking about earlier, the leather company just moved over there. There's a, a design center, yeah, which is world class. Yeah. I mean, the design community here is really untapped, and I think that's yeah. going to change. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Libby, how about for is there a particular time that people should? visit Nashville sort of particular um, time of year huge fan of this time right now which yep. is spring and like I've got a huge pink tulip tree in my backyard oh lovely that's probably going to lose all the tulips because it's going to storm today <laughs> but um it's been beautiful for the last two days <laughs> so it, it is really really pretty in April so yeah. April is kind of like the apex and then October I mean it's it's kind of like those are also my favorite months in New York too so it's they're just like the transitional seasons are really when you want to come. Summer's super hot. I mean, super I was going to say, does, does it get Ugh. really, really warm? Really, really warm. And you know, obviously, there's a lot to do outside here. It's a lot of walking around, especially mm. if you're going downtown. But um, yeah, it gets really hot. Libby, I just want to then ask you, you know, about yeah, you and yeah. what projects you're working on at the moment. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited because the reason I have this fancy microphone (laughs) is because, and a producer that I mentioned, is because tomorrow I'm taping my first webcast that I'm doing. It's called, it's an idea I had, it kind of hit, like, the ideas that I end up following through with and, like, moving forward on, like, hit me like brick walls and I just know it, you know, and Vicarious came to me, um, the name Vicarious, and the idea is to talk to somebody, to go inside of the closets of some of Nashville's creative class, really interesting personalities, and talk about their lives through the lens of clothes. Mm. And I, I, I'm really pushing back on this being a fashion podcast. It's not a fashion podcast. It is about style and it is about personality. And I, there's a major difference to me between fashion and style. Mm. Like fashion, I think, is is what you wear and style is how you wear it. And what I'm looking at is not necessarily what clothes are in the closet, but how the clothes that are there got there. So how somebody's profession, how they grew up, how they're, you know, how they matured and evolved, like, and what they're doing now and where they live, how that affects how they dress. So my first, um, my first interview is actually somebody who does work in fashion. She is also a Brit, um, Karen Elson, oh, yeah. the model. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. So Karen's first. Wow. Yeah. And then Sean Brock, who I mentioned before, Sean's going to do it. I have um, several really great singer-songwriters, but um, also I have a poet. I have, Ooh. you know, a political activist. Fantastic. I have a couple of designers. Um, yeah, I'm trying to be really broad-minded about so it. So when and, do you think that will be up for us to all listen to? Vicarious is hopefully going to launch oh, the l- very end of March, early April. Cool. I'm kind of betting early April, although my producer is wanting earlier, but I'm thinking <laughs> early April. Because I, I, I guess, like, um, uh, you know, as well as all the sort of stories you've told us today, if you want to hear more of a window into the world of Nashville yeah. and the, the people that make up that kind of community, that sounds like a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I, I think it will be. And I'm, so everybody can access it via my company website, which my company is called The Callaway, mm-hmm. and that's Callaway with all A's, so the C-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y.com. And um, we're also going to host it as a podcast on, I think, Apple Music is where we're going to post it. Great. So it'll be dual. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm very, we've, we've got everything set up. We've done our run-throughs. We're good. I've dyed my hair. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Sounds really fascinating. Well, but like, best of luck with that. And thanks for, thank you at least today, kind of giving us a bit of a window into Nashville. I mean, I think... Yeah. Um, me and Lucy were talking Happy the other day about the, the podcast and how much, how lovely it is to kind of like almost virtually travel when we haven't been able to go anywhere. And you kind yeah. of definitely have introduced us Taking to Nashville us. Yeah. today. So. Yeah. Thank you, Libby. So a huge, huge thank you to Libby for joining us from Nashville to discuss all things Nashville. I can confirm I'm going to visit in spring 2022. 
we are all not very shocked. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, I can also confirm that I, I am very, very keen to go to. Uh, Libby definitely, definitely sold it to yeah. us. And uh, and yeah, thanks for getting up with the locks, really, and, and joining yes, us so true. early as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was brilliant to hear all about all things Music City, uh, both musical and non-musical. Exactly. So, uh, Thank you so yeah. much, Libby. So you can join us next time where we'll be discussing all things Berlin. Uh, so, you know, a little bit closer to home, but not that really yeah. <laughs> much closer to home uh, with travel writer and expert Cash, uh, who's better known as the budget traveller. Um, so as well as giving us all of our sort of top tips about Berlin, uh, he'll be kind of taking us through sort of how to travel, you know, a little bit more budget looks. Yeah, and, which uh, will be really interesting. I think I need all those tips. Yes, yeah, me too, me too. So uh, I've kind of forgotten how to have a holiday in general. So (laughs) I think it'll be much much appreciated. So uh, we'll we'll look forward to joining you with Cash uh, in another fortnight. And until then, a huge thank you to Libby. A massive thank you to you too, Lucy. And we shall see you soon. Where to Go was produced by the team at DK Witness and presented by James Atkinson and Lucy Richards. For more information about DK Witness, follow us on social media at DK Witness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.